Welcome back to another episode of the New Era Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Tommy, with my co-host and longtime good friend, Logan. Uh, we didn't have an episode last week. Logan and I have been on a little bit of a vacation. We're based out of Ohio, so we needed to get away from the uh, the cold weather here for a little bit. Well, at least I did. Logan stayed home. Uh, Logan, how how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Still cold, man. It's still cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this episode, we're uh, breaking down episode five of Falcon and the Winter so- Soldier. I'm sure we'll talk about episode four a bit. Uh, and then after that, we will go into what the heck is going to happen in the in the episode six finale. So we have all that. But before we get into it, we're going to talk about, you know, just some other things in the nerd world that we like to discuss. Logan, I know you had some of our friends over this weekend and you guys had a good weekend. So uh, tell me about that. I sure did. Um, you know, we haven't really talked about it on the uh, on the show yet, uh, but um, I happen to be a, an avid fan. Uh, I'm not super into it, uh, but I'm an avid fan of trading card games. And uh, Tommy and I's mutual friend and Tommy's roommate, uh, Peter, uh, was down for the weekend while Tommy was in Florida and uh, he had a hell of a run. Um, so starts off you know we go to my well, well, real quick because i i know like nothing about uh Yu-Gi-Oh. okay so um Yu-Gi-Oh is a it's a well it was cartoon show obviously everybody knows about and then everybody knows about the trading card game um to be honest with you the trading card game has kind of changed since i was in it i just like it for the rarity of the cards um and mm-hmm. i think the artwork on the cards is just as good, if not better, than the artwork on Pokemon cards. Um, but I do thoroughly enjoy both, as I have, you know, five empty Elite Trainer boxes sitting under my desk and four decks of miscellaneous cards that belong to either Pokemon or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. But um, basically, the reason I collect them and the reason a lot of other people collect them um, is just for the rarity. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a chase. It's just like everything, you know, it's a, it's a more of a hobby for me. Um, yeah. So we start the day off popular on TikTok, like people opening cards and stuff. <laughs> and it's very satisfying to do that. Um, it's very satisfying. I don't even to- follow it. Like I don't even follow like Pokemon. I'm not super familiar with that. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I kind of want to like get a game and just kind of dive into it and try and learn it a little bit. Absolutely. But I'll find myself watching videos of people opening cards for like. Hours. <laughs> I I highly recommend getting the games. Um, I took a brief hiatus from the games during um between uh X and Y and Diamond and well no I played Diamond uh I did not play Pearl but I I didn't get X Y. Um, and the last Pokemon game I bought was, you know, the Sword and Shields. I haven't played Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee yet. Um, excited to try them. I think I'm going to with the Gen 4 remakes and the other new Pokemon game coming out, the new open world. Uh, Sinnoh Historic, uh, Sinnoh Region Historic, you know, kind of follows what Pokemon was when you are when in the time of the ancients, the time of the ancient Pokemons. I believe that's when um that's when this game is set uh was before you know before humans interacted with pokemon we knew that they were but we never really interacted with them in the capacity that they did and that they do currently in the games now um so 
uh, it, it took the long way around, but, um, so we decided, you know, uh, the boys that were down here, we decided we're going to go to Meyer. We're going to try our luck with a couple Yu-Gi-Oh card packs because all of the Pokemon, um, uh, all the Pokemon cards were bought other than a few, uh, three packs of three, uh, three booster pack packages of battle styles. And I, myself, am not a huge fan of ba- the battle style series, um, and that's that's a whole other thing. Uh, the series that you get into, there's you know, there's like Rebel Clash, and there's so many boxes and booster packs and cards allocated for each series. But uh, Battle Styles happens to be one of the one with not many rare cards in it. Uh, so like mm-hmm. Champions Path is the most elite and most sought after uh, in terms of recent releases of Pokemon cards, but. So we ended up getting some Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I have actually not been into Yu-Gi-Oh cards since or before yesterday. Uh, so grab a pack. Peter opens up on his first pack. I mean, I, this, I mean, this might not mean anything to you, Tommy, but opens up. I, I think you might know uh, from as kids when we were playing with uh, when we were playing with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Are you familiar with Blue Eyes White Dragon? No, so like I know nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. So well, I know a little bit about Pokemon, nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh. Absolutely. And also real quick, like just for anyone listening that, you know, comes to listen for the Marvel stuff, just fast forward a little bit, like probably like <laughs> 15 minutes. We will dive into it, but we're wrapping up all of our bases first. <laughs> we're touching some other subjects, obviously. Yep, so, yeah, go we're, ahead. we're doing it. Go ahead and fast jump forward. forward. The... We won't be offended, you know? Yeah, we don't care. Uh, um, so uh so yeah, uh one of the most sought after cards, uh, you know, one of the most sought after cards in the game, in the trading card game is blue eyes, white dragon, non exodia sought after cards, exodia. That's a whole other thing. It's a five piece. That's five card monster that you, uh, have to find all five pieces of, and they're all scattered throughout different packs. Um, okay. so he pulls a so it feel like equivalent of pulling like a Charizard or something, or like a shiny Charizard or, um, looking for. Yes, in terms of in terms of the sought after the sought afterness, yes, um, it would probably be the yeah. equivalent to pulling pulling a decent Charizard. Now uh, that comes down to grading and all that stuff determ- that determines how much money the card's worth. Blah blah blah. This, I'm not in it for the money. I just I, I'm in it for the cool pictures. Um, yeah. But pulls a blue eyes white dragon, which, like I said, is one of the most sought after cards in the game, and a blue eyes ultimate dragon, which. I also ended up pulling um, later on in the day. Uh, then we decide that we're going to go back. We had a few beers in us. We decide we're going to go back to Meyer. We're going to try our luck again. And then which Peter draws. Peter pulls the the second most sought after card in the game, which is Dark Magician. And he got it in a uh, it's gold plated format. So we bought uh, gold packs, which have uh, guaranteed certified golds. And then... <laughs> To top it all off, I'm also a little into Funko Funko vinyl figures. Uh, uh-huh. Like to dip my hands here, there, and everywhere. I love vinyl figures. I'm we a big found, figure guy. So, we yeah, found, we found a Jeff Gordon mustache and mullet with his DuPont suit. We found a Jeff Gordon Funko Pop, a 1990s, <laughs> not a 1990s Funko Pop, but Right. Jeff Gordon, 1990s style Funko Pop, baby. And he found it at GameStop and he gave it to me. And then I then bought it. And that is 
truly one of the best runs and luck I have seen out of a trading card game playing it with anybody else or just in terms of finding rarities. Peter took the cake yesterday. Peter took the cake. Yeah, so if you're if you're getting collectibles, you uh, take Peter with you, huh? Take Peter with you. He's gonna. He's gonna yeah. I know Peter. I know Peter also got uh, a Baby Yoda Funko or yeah. the child, called, yep. which is one of our unofficial logos on the podcast art. One of our unofficial mascots. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking a lot about him when his show rolls around and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm a huge figure guy too. Like growing up, I would collect like Star Wars action figures and stuff like that if we have video which we will be getting video soon so yep. we will be having youtube soon so video podcasts in the background here i have a 1 16th scale boba fett model that i've built and put together myself badass so I'm, a, I'm a figure guy too uh, i'm not i don't have any funkos but i've been i've been itching and i might i might dabble in it soon uh, but I, I'm, I'm trying to decide because i also want to get into collecting uh helmets so oh absolutely what yeah so, what, like i don't know i don't know we'll see what we'll type see. of helmets are you interested in collecting share with the class yeah so actually one of the things i want to do is just get a 3d printed base mandalorian helmet Ooh. uh so that i can like sand it down prime it and paint it how i want it to look so uh -huh. like make my own uh style my own or because like if you if you buy like the rep like the replica ones they're like three four hundred bucks a pop so what you can do a lot of times i've actually put a lot of research in it you can get like 3d printed helmets of like rough prints from etsy for like 60 bucks and they'll come in whatever base plastic color it is but yeah once you save it and prime it and like use some filler and stuff they actually come out pretty smooth uh, so you can make some pretty cool diy helmets so i'll probably do yeah, that's awesome. a mandalorian helmet i'll probably do some clone helmets. <laughs> yeah, sounds like I'll be contracting you to do some work for me because uh, I saw yeah. a I saw a guy on TikTok. Um, he bought one of the base. Uh, he bought a like a. It was just it wasn't it wasn't a super expensive, but it was kind of the base plastic stormtrooper helmet. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you remember what episode of The Mandalorian was that. Hold on one second. Let me find this. It would have been chapter five of the Mandalorian when he is on Tatooine and all of the stormtroopers heads are on stakes. Mm -hmm. So a guy on TikTok I found, uh, I was just scrolling through my for you page one day and he recreated it and he put it, he made it, he uh, kind of made it in his backyard. He lived in uh, what looked to be like New Mexico, Arizona, you know, one of the desert, yeah. Southwest desert I think, states. I think you sent it to me. I think oh, you okay. Sent it, to me. It, it was, that was totally badass, wasn't it? Yeah, that was awesome. And like, I'm looking forward to doing like the DIY stuff because I'm fairly like decent with like painting and yeah. drawing and things like that. So I'm sure I can figure out some cool stuff and maybe make like a, a 501st helmet or something like that. That would be super cool. So, yeah, I'm looking forward. I think I'm going to get more into that instead of the, the Funkos. Yeah, but absolutely. Once, once we have video, I'll be able to share that with everybody a little more. But also I'll be able to I'll be sharing it, uh, things like that on our TikTok, uh, new underscore era underscore nerds. Uh, I know I put the Boba Fett on there, but and then a bunch of my brother's Lego Star Wars. So we yeah, put which, that kind of stuff on there, too. Which uh, for uh, for those uh, listening that came from the Lego Star Wars sale, um, 
Tommy, would you like to fill them in on is, are, are there any piece, are there any sets left? I mean, it seemed like people were DMing us on Instagram and going crazy over them. I mean, do we have any left? I know I posted it on TikTok. Yeah. They're actually all left. I haven't gone through many of the comments. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Like, I posted the video of like a bunch of my brother's Lego Star Wars sets that he's trying to sell. There's like classic X-Wings. He has like two different Millennium Falcons, one from Solo, one from Episode 4, yeah. uh, Y-Wing, TIE Fighters, like just like cool sets. He has the whole Cloud City with the Slave 1. He has Jabba's ship, just like a whole bunch of like cool Lego shit. And it just, it, it just like blew up. There's like 700 comments on it of people offering. And then like, <laughs> From TikTok now, like again, like at new underscore era underscore nerds, if you want to go check it out. But like, we got like almost a hundred Instagram DMs from the TikTok, and they're just like, "Did you sell it yet? Like, can I have this? Can I have this?" It's like, <laughs> I don't know how to handle this, so, so I got to figure out how to go through that. So, to the couple people that commented, uh, if we're going to be announcing the quote unquote winners on the podcast, I don't think this episode is going to be your episode. So if you're here for that, unfortunately, I guess we're not going to, we're not going to, uh, we won't be announcing that, but stay, stay for a while. Uh, you know, well, hang out for a yeah. bit. Yeah. On that, we're actually going to do the giveaway when we get 500 Instagram followers. So we're almost to a hundred right now. Uh, the Instagram is new era nerds pod, I believe, right yep. at new you era nerds pod. Uh, it. yeah, we're doing the giveaway at 500 followers there. So Go ahead, follow that if you're trying to win a free Lego Star Wars set. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then, yep, uh, I'm assuming we'll we'll announce the winner on the pod. Yep. Yep. Okay. That will be how we do it. And then we'll announce it on the pod. And then, like two days later or something, we'll put it on the Instagram and TikTok. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, um, do you want to start getting into Falcon Winter Soldier? What we're all here for? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's absolutely. It. Take it away, baby. All right, so obviously we're taking picking up right after episode four where we left off with John Walker, U.S. agent, or as we learned in this episode, he really only thinks of himself as Captain America, uh, <laughs> smashing the flag smasher with the shield. So shield smashing a flag smasher is how he ended episode four. Uh, there's an absolutely brutal scene and just some yeah. sheer violence, which... And like so much blood too, which honestly I really wasn't expecting to see out of a out of a Disney Plus show. Oh, especially considering that previously when it was just Marvel Studios, they didn't really do a lot of blood when people would get hit and stuff. Like there would be scenes, uh, for instance, the opening of Civil War where Falcon like shot the one guy with his like Uzis, and like just scenes like that. There's no blood, really, no gore. After fights, you would see heroes getting cut up and things like that. But this was just an absolutely gruesome, violent scene. So episode <laughs> five opens up with uh, with John Walker running away from that, getting flashbacks uh, from Lamar. And I think that kind of calmed him down from everything. And then we open up into just an absolutely awesome fight scene between him, Bucky, and Sam, Falcon. Uh, really just them being like, hey, dude, you messed up give us the shield and we'll figure it out. Uh, he obviously doesn't want to, which leads to an incredible fight scene. In my opinion, uh, what do you think about it? Oh, I thought it was an amazing fight scene. Uh, John Walker on super soldier serum. Uh, we saw uh, what the super soldier serum does and kind of going back to him, uh, you know, smashing the flag, you know, 
thrashing the flag smashing flasher thrasher um you know him him beating him beating him sent well killing him i mean in not necessarily in cold blood because he he killed his partner and uh but you're right uh, serum blood. yeah it was so um that and then you know that leads into the fight scene where you know it's a struggle over the shield and Bucky and Sam ultimately end up winning by breaking uh, Johnny Walker's arm. I know, I, I know his name's not Johnny Walker, but uh, John Walker is about as American as the Scott, the fucking Scotch that his name represents. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So, um, so yeah, and I, I, I thought, I thought uh, it's something to be said when you know, like you said, he starts to calm down, having flashbacks to his uh, partner. Um, and he kind of just sits there and reflects about it for a moment. And then all of a sudden it's uh, the flip of a switch and he says, okay, it's time to go to work. And, right. um, and you know, which in his mind is kill Carly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's a, he, he, Bucky and Sam aren't, aren't John's enemies. He, they are standing, simply standing in his way from getting to right. Carly. And right. So, are his intentions necessarily bad? No, his intent, like we said last or not last week, but last episode, John Walker's intentions aren't bad. Well, right. He's obviously trying to live up to the impossible shoes to fill of Steve Rogers of Captain America. Exactly. Uh, one and one thing. And I think we see throughout the episode, obviously at this point now, how it's, just totally weighed on him and really destroyed him mentally trying to fill those shoes. Uh, a, a parallel that I saw um, and that I also saw through other videos and theories and stuff like that online uh, that was pointed out to me when I initially saw this fight scene and seeing him go like opening up, like fighting them and being like, I am Captain America. My, my initial thought went to the Thanos, how he kept repeating. <laughs> yeah. I am an editor. I am inevitable, but throughout the series and throughout this episode, he constantly says, I am Captain America. I'm Captain America. Like he really, like he is, he thinks he is Captain America and that's who he is now. Yeah. Uh, but an interesting thing that was pointed out to me was that throughout all the movies, Steve Rogers never introduced himself or called himself Captain America. It was always, Steve, always Rogers. As Steve Rogers. Absolutely. So that was the parallel, not the, what I thought the, the Thanos. Well, let's, <laughs> but let's, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And let's, let's go back to the first Avenger. Let's go back to the movie when Steve Rogers was asking, um, uh, I think his name was, his name was Abraham. Yeah. Is Abraham Erskine, who who Erskine, mm -hmm. who made who made him, who was the you know the leader of the Super Soldier Trials. Um, here's an interesting quote that I kind of wrote down that was pointed out to me uh, through YouTube videos. The quote is: "The serum the serum amplifies everything that is inside, so good becomes great, bad becomes worse." This is why you were chosen, because the strong man who has known power all his life may lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. So yep. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to redact my statement about John Walker's um, intentions, because we see that his intent, we, we see that his intentions aren't necessarily bad. 
and he is just going to the mission. But think about John Walker's past. John Walker has known nothing but power in his career. He's been the leader of his military uh, escapades. He's been, you know, given all these medals, told constantly through and throughout, you are a very powerful man. You are, you know, you are the man. You are this, you are that. So then he gets the super soldier serum. And like, like Erskine said, it amplifies everything that's inside. So you can see behind John Walker's eyes. It's just, he's out for blood. Um, mm -hmm. So he, he has no, so, you know, kind of going back to that quote, he has no respect for that power. So, right. Uh, right. And like kind of like you mentioned before in the quote, uh, compassion, Steve had compassion. Uh, John killed this guy with the shield. And in the fight scene, the opening fight scene, he tried to do the same thing to Sam and to Bucky, uh, them both saving each other. But in a parallel to the Civil War scene, when Steve has the shield and he does that same move to Tony and hitting the arc reactor, and he absolutely could have kept going and killed Tony. But you see that compassion and he just gets himself under control. Like he's like, he knows that that's not who he is. He stops, he throws the shield and he's like enough. Uh, whereas, you know, he doesn't have that, that bad blood inside of him. Whereas like you're saying, John Walker, all he wants is power and his self-interest. And he, his intention is to kill. That was never Steve's intention for anything. No, Steve, Except, Steve. Yeah. Steve's last resort was to kill that that wasn't cap you know what I mean he wasn't he right. you know he wasn't out for blood he wasn't he didn't care to kill he only he only wanted what was best for everybody and if killing meant that then yes he would do it he was not afraid to do it he and he did it many times however like you said and like the quote like you know like that scene in the first Avenger he knows when not to kill someone and all John right. Walker has been told his entire life is kill, kill, kill all of his missions, right. kill, 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 you know, get Intel and kill. So I, there, there's something to be said about that. And, you know, it's, it's, it kind of gives us further explanation as to why John Walker's turning out the way he is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, so yeah, we move on. Uh, we move on in the episode um, and uh, it's just, is Zemo next? Is that when Bucky meets up with Zemo? Is that next? Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So after the fight, uh, we actually go to uh, Falcon, Sam, uh, Torres, and right. Bucky in that room. And Torres is like, "Oh, like he said something." But then uh, Sam shows in the wings. He's like, "How they break, whatever." That scene ends, and Torres is like, "You're forgetting your wings." Sam says. Oh, keep them. Keep uh, I mentioned previously in yep. other episodes that Torres is Falcon in the future. Like in the comics, Torres, yeah. Torres takes up the mantle of Falcon when Sam becomes the new Captain America. So that's probably the setup for what that is. Just a quick little nod to that. So I'm sure we'll be seeing more of him. He's probably going to repair the wings, stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but then, yeah, we move to the Sokovia. Uh, monument where we see Zemo and Bucky reuniting and they kind of go through the dialect of Zemo being like, you know what, like, I know I want all super soldiers dead, but you know, you've proven yourself. You, you, you clearly aren't the winter soldier anymore. No bad blood. Yeah. What a scene though. Wasn't it? He said, mm -hmm. uh, Bucky said, you know, thanks for the, when, you know, Zemo's kind of trying to offer some insight into how, uh, you know, and like you said, you know, kind of Zemo's, angst and hate for the super soldiers 
um, you know, he wants he wants Carly dead, and he's kind of telling mm-hmm. Bucky, "Here's here you need you need to you know you need to remove her basically there to right. to some effect you know she needs to be gone." And uh, Bucky says, you know, thanks for the advice, but, you know, no thanks and points the gun in his head. And I'm going, I'm going, no way, no way Zemo goes out sad like that. Right. The gun clicks and Bucky drops all of the bullets that were in the gun out of his, you know, out of his left hand. uh, And the Wakandan soldiers come up behind him and. Mm-hmm. apprehend him and which he is given a gift in return yes well he asked for he asked for one more favor <laughs> okay and what which, was that which we end up finding out later well it's the it's the suitcase that he. oh yeah oh yeah no no no. yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah okay gotcha that's what i was referring which we to. have to assume is the the new falcon captain america combo suit which is absolutely sick in the comics mm-hmm. uh but before we kind of move on did yeah. you know do you know the not necessarily the Easter egg, but what might be possibly being set up through something that the demoralage said to uh, Bucky. No, please fill me in. Yeah. So they said they're actually not taking Zemo to Wakanda, which is where I thought they would be. Right. Uh, and I thought that was going to be a big setup for Black Panther too, but it looks like that's not the direction that they're taking this. Uh, they actually said that they're going to take him to the raft which is the prison that we see in Civil War where uh, half the Avengers get locked up in. Ah. Uh, yep, Secretary of State Ross, he runs it. It's whole, his whole operation. So they're taking Zemo there. And this is super interesting because uh, in the comics, Ross is the leader of the Thunderbolts and kind of that anti-hero team that he runs. And also in the comics, Zemo is a member of them and he also helps run them so it's pretty interesting that they're sending him somewhere where ross is going to uh supervise him and he's going to be under his control and things like that so that could be a potential uh setup for the thunderbolts coming to the mcu and we'll actually get back to this a little bit later because there's even more setup for that later in the episode okay that's that's interesting i i and 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 well, okay. So, and going back to uh, what was in the suitcase. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think it's. I agree. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a Captain America slash Falcon suit. Um, and actually, mm-hmm. um, I written rewatched uh, the Black Panther this week uh, with my wife and I. Just kind of threw it on, uh, just to you know watch it with dinner. Um, just yeah. to kind of one of my favorite movies, honestly. Absolutely, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it when it first came out. I went and saw it in theaters, and I just kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of brushed it off. I said, okay, you know, we're getting more set up. Uh, you know, we we're going into, uh, we're getting ready to go into Infinity War, and uh, yeah, you know, it's we got more set up. So I didn't think much of it, and I watched it again at home. Not this, not this recent time. I think this most recent time was like the third time I've seen it. I absolutely mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Uh, yeah. Michael, yeah, you don't Jordan, realize it at the time, like how important it is. It absolutely is one of it's, it's one of the most important movies in the franchise, non, non Avengers titled movie. It's one of the most important movies in the franchise. Right. Um, right. And, and it's such just a side note. Like, I mean, I have to throw it in there. Chadwick Boseman, like outside of the MCU and all other roles, 21 bridges, like, uh, the Five Bloods, the yeah. Cleveland Browns movie Draft Day, Jackie Robinson, just a 
honestly, like he was one of my favorite actors and it's so unfortunate that he passed away. Like they were obviously setting him up to be the next face of the franchise, to be the next MCU leader, to be the next uh, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark type thing. And, you know, it's just so unfortunate that that he had to pass, but I'm sure they're going to find a way to keep it going. Wakanda is obviously going to be just absolutely integral to the progression of this story. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's going to be really cool to see what kind of features in tech Falcon or Captain America Sam well, his suit has. So we got to assume the wings will be vibranium. We'll yeah. see if like maybe his suit has some of those powers that the Black Panther suit has, like the energy absorption, things like exactly. that. It'll be really cool to see. Well, and and you know we might we might see um we might see his sister uh, the Black Panthers or you know T'Challa's sister. Yeah, I and I would love to see because I loved her character in the Black Panther. I would just watching it yeah. and I mentioned it in my wife. I said, God, I, I love her character. She's she's smart. She's witty. She's funny. And I hope I hope that some way. Well, I know she obviously had to have pretty much had something to do with uh with making his suit right oh absolutely she's the head researcher basically for all of the vibranium in wakanda she's the one who you know designed the three suits for uh for t'challa and Mm -hmm. uh you know i just i I hope i hope she makes an appearance it's it's not likely uh that she will but um you know i i I thought it was you know i think it's awesome and it's and you know i'm gonna tip the cap because i know she designed it (laughs) you know yeah yeah absolutely i mean it might even just be like a name drop or something yeah yeah, i think it'd be really cool if she popped up i really like her too it's so annoying when people are like oh she like she sucks she's like back it's like get over like she's not a bad character she's awesome if, if like, anyone if anyone's character could have used used work and I know I, I might take some shit for this so I, I'm very sorry if uh, well I'm gonna when my wife listens to this I'm sorry Lex um, I I really didn't enjoy Michael B Jordan as an actor in that movie I think I, I think they could have found so much better for that I think his lane is is the sports movies the boxing movie you know and i'm not gonna and you know he could do whatever he wants and i thought the movie wasn't hindered in any way by him i just think that his acting was a little bit corny but you know even again it's a superhero movie it's gonna be it's gonna be at least a little corny you know so you know i'm just bitching to bitch here i i I, you know i I like to find at least one thing to bitch about i would say my least favorite part of that movie was his acting and it still wasn't even that bad it just everyone else in the movie is such a phenomenal actor I just think his right. his his kind of fell by the wayside. But other than that, I mean, that is the movie is so freaking good. Yeah, I don't to just to kind of go off that. I know this isn't a Black Panther podcast episode, but it's very quickly <laughs> turning into it. We'll, we'll get back to the regularly scheduled programming. Uh, I agree. I didn't really love his performance as Killmonger. I think Killmonger is a really cool villain. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like just like for whatever reason, the the performance just didn't really hit it as what probably as well as it could have for me. I think he went a little too hard on the, like I get what they were going for of the him being like angry that he was kind of exiled from there. He never got a chance to, to have that and to grow up in that. I totally get that. Uh, but I think he would have a really good redemption arc if he like got an, uh, brought back. I know he's dead right now, but yeah. if he got brought back and like, maybe like a multiverse thing played a different version of the black Panther. Obviously we don't know what they're going to do for yeah, black absolutely. Panther. Two. Who's going to be the new black Panther. Um, 
but I think he would be a much better spot as the hero role rather than the villain role. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what I think it'd be awesome. Um, I think it'd be awesome to have. And not, and being the hero, not, not the human torch. Yeah, no, yeah, obviously. But you know, what I think would be super cool is if is if Shuri I know I keep name dropping her, but if Shuri became the Black Panther because she's young, yeah, she's cool. she's the sister to the Black Panther. Um, and you know, it would be amazing to see Marvel throw out a black woman lead um in a in a damn superhero movie. That would be amazing if she uh if she's got she's got my vote. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I have no issues with her. All right, well, all. let's get back to <laughs> the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> so after that, uh, after that Sokovia uh, scene, we go to uh, Falcon's family's boat. You know, they decide like, all right, we're gonna fix it up. We get a really cool montage of like the community, him like throwing out the family name, things like that. Uh, obviously, his parents and grandparents had a lot of pull in the community, always helping others, just being good neighbors and things like that. And now the neighbors are returning the favor. Bucky ends up being one of those neighbors. They're trying to figure out, damn, how do we get this big-ass boat engine off the truck? And it just pops up in the air, and he puts it on the ground. He's like, yeah, uh, you have a super soldier to help you work on the boat. No big deal. Uh, so then we get this whole like really cool buddy cop montage of them like starting to slowly become friends they're yeah. not gonna say that they are but they yeah, just a couple were, guys it, yeah just a couple dudes you know we're not friends we're not friends but they're totally <laughs> friends. totally friends yeah it's amazing well because you know well you know and like you know i'm not i'm not we can ju- i'll just jump forward really quick but you know kind of like you said towards at the end of the episode you know they're going well you know we're just a couple guys with with a mutual friend and you know sam says well that mu- that guy you know that mutual friend's gone and so he says, mm-hmm. so we're just a couple of guys and buggy says yeah i'm all right with that so you know they're like you said, we've got a buddy cop montage of them fixing uh, the family boat. And they just, it's awesome yeah. to see it when that's, that's obviously, you know, when uh, Bucky drops off the suitcase uh, that he, you know, was able to get for, from the Wakandans for Zemo's capture. Um, right. And they're obviously, you're not going to reach out to someone to get someone a new suit, which is probably worth a couple billion dollars. You don't do that if it's not your friend. Priceless. It's. I mean, you know, you can't put a yeah. priceless on price on a vibranium powered suit. Well, not powered. I guess it's not a power source, but a vibranium suit. Um, right. Right. Vision. They said was worth three billion dollars. So, <laughs> I mean, you got to imagine the suit is probably at least one. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And it's a, it's a, it's gotta be a hell of a suit, you know? Oh my God. I, dude, I cannot wait to see it. <laughs> I hope it's got some, I hope it's got some Black Panther homages in it too. I hope, I hope they make, you know, some sort of just subtle little reference in the suit to the Black Panther. Right. Right. This is and the first time. The design. Yeah, right. Absolutely. It's coming from Wakanda. Like it's got to have some sort of, even if it's just in like the side stitchings, just being like those kind of, Wakandan symbols and things like that. Just something in there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's going to look awesome. Uh, so we actually get then a scene of them throwing the shield around, uh, talking about the shield, talking about Steve and things like that. And we actually get a really heartfelt scene between the two, Sam and Bucky. And Sam kind of goes into his role of that we see in Civil War, where he plays, um, 
you know, he's like a, a um, like a grief counselor type thing for veterans and things like that. Yeah. And he gives Bucky, Bucky the tough love of, hey, man, like, you know, obviously you're trying to do something and you know you're not doing it. You know you're not doing it the right way. You just got to man up and do it. And then uh, Bucky talks about how when Steve and him talked about Steve's plans, so something we didn't see in Endgame, uh, Steve actually telling Bucky that he's going to give the shield to Sam and something like that. And he says that when he said that he's going to give the shield to a black man and let a black man be the new Captain America, uh, neither of them had any idea what that meant. And yeah. that was really a huge scene for honestly, like today's culture and everything like that. The, the white characters having to admit that they didn't understand and they really probably won't ever understand what that means and things like that. So that was really cool to see that. And there's obviously parallels today, how people like me and you were obviously white are never going to understand what that's like. Nope. And, and, you know, and moving, you know, and moving forward, uh, Sam then tries to take the shield. I, I, I don't know if necessarily he had full intentions of giving the shield to Isaiah, but took the shield to Isaiah and kind of offered it to him, you know, if he mm-hmm. wanted it to which, you know, Isaiah Bradley kind of, uh in in a in a nice way rejected the shield um and kind of gave and kind of gave sam more of a history lesson on who he is and what happened and why he wants no part in saving america or saving the world he's you know or doing anything for america to save the world and he he god damn it he's right um, and you yeah, know, no, he's yeah, obviously with what happened to him, he's totally justified for that opinion. And Sam even, Sam even says that later on. Yeah, I mean, and well, and you know, Sam Sam does say that later on. However, Sam has a little bit of a differing view on it. Um, Isaiah's more taking the taking the you know what have they done for me other than hurt me, and Sam's taking the moral high ground, and you know, oh, you know they don't want a black man to be Captain America, then I'm going to be Captain America. God damn it. And, you know, and both of them are perfectly justified well within their rights to be Captain America. Isaiah Bradley is Captain America. He's the first Captain America, the original Captain America. And not only, huh? He came after Steve, but yeah. Oh, he did. Isaiah Mm -hmm. did. Yeah. How so? Were they just trying to make more? Yeah. They were trying to recreate it. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Yep. Yeah, he was. He was in the Cold War after after right, World War II. Right. Well, hey, everybody. There's Logan's dumbass moment of the episode. Um, brought to you <laughs> in part by McDonald's. No I'm kidding. Um, but um, uh, you know, hey, uh, yeah, but it, but again, you know, it's 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 something to be said that you know that Sam is kind of taking a different route than Isaiah. He's you know. Like I said, he's he it's almost a slap in the face to it's not a slap in the face to America for a black man. But it's like a it's like a you wanted to you wanted to do all these tests on a black man. Now a black man's going to be Captain America. and You got to deal with it. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they I thought they did a really good job of showing and explaining the two different viewpoints and why why each is choosing that, obviously, from a from a story standpoint, we, we love that Sam is going to end up being Captain America. So, uh, yeah, we love that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, 
so yeah, after that, we move on to John Walker facing trial for murdering someone in a very public setting in a very brutal fashion. <laughs> uh, we see that he's in front of the U.S. government in sort of, uh, we, we've seen a lot of government trial type things in the MCU. So this is very similar to a lot of those. They're just talking about what he did. And here he is trying to, trying to defend himself. And it's, it's really not working. They strip him of all of his military benefits, military rankings, things like that. Um, really just letting him walk free, which it's interesting that this scene comes after the Isaiah Bradley because he talked about how he did the right thing and he got locked up in prison for, for 30 years for it. And he wasn't able to get out until he had to fake his own death just to get out of that. And here this guy is uh, a white guy who just did the absolute, absolute worst thing you could have done. And he essentially does just get to walk away. Yeah. So he, he obviously, we know that he's a very spoiled bratty type guy uh, and he's very upset about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then, uh, so, you know, moving, moving right along, uh, John is out in the hallway of the court, uh, the courtroom, I guess, or, you know, he's still in the building sitting mm -hmm. there with his wife uh, and kind mm -hmm. of figuring out his next step and, and walks the queen elaine from seinfeld or as we in oh, the yeah. mcu know him as i later found out in the comics is madam hydra allegra uh who i i don't i don't know if that's her actual name but i that's the only thing i'm going to reference her as because she gives you five different names uh valerie yeah val, so you know you know you could but just call me val don't call me val but you know just think of it but uh you know so what do you know in terms of her being madam hydra yeah so actually i am going to avoid calling her madam hydra because that's actually only a small portion of her storyline in the comics okay. uh so her name yeah contessa valentina allegra de la de la fontaine uh long name so we'll call her allegra uh <laughs> But yeah, in the comics, she is uh, a longtime S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She right. worked very closely with uh, Nick Fury. She's very high up. Uh, at one point, she did uh, work for HYDRA, but ultimately her long game was to undergo and expose HYDRA and like take them down. So she, while she was a HYDRA agent for like a few years, um, she was actually doing it to like help take them down, which... Even even though like that's a good thing, she she did dabble in a lot of not good things while she technically was Madam Hydra and working for <laughs> Hydra. So he really played the role really well. Uh, so we see she is kind of like an anti-hero type character. Um, so what I think her role is going to be here is I think she's going to either be everyone's calling her Madam Hydra like like kind of like you see. I don't know if Marvel's going to do that. I don't because up until this point, we haven't seen anything about Hydra since what the Winter Soldier, the movie. Right, exactly. So yeah. I don't know if that's the way that they're going to go. And honestly, I kind of hope that it isn't because I'm I'm OK with moving away from Hydra for a little bit more, a little bit longer. If they want to bring them back later down the road, maybe. Um, but right now, I don't think that they're going to do that. Uh, I think she's going to be serving as some sort of faction of what's left of shield uh like a good agency however 
I don't think that agency is going to be good. I think she's going to be working uh, for like Ross, uh, Secretary oh, okay. of State Ross, something like that. Uh, because the way she talks, she has like a very Nick Fury-like character persona oh, going. She obviously knows that he took the serum. How the hell would she know that? Uh, she's like, just the way she's talking, like it sounds like she's trying to put together a team of highly valuable people. She says to John Walker, you're very valuable to some people. Well, that's uh, Shield. People are saying, you know, and right, that's, it's, that's that's what Shield does. They gather intel and they, you know, they build a team. And and right, you know, exactly. So, you know, she she's been lurking in the shadows the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just haven't known. Right, right. So go right. ahead. And continue. A lot Sorry to butt in A lot of people are saying she could be the power broker. Uh, I don't think she is. I don't think we're gonna learn who the power broker is until the finale. I okay. don't think. I don't think that they would just casually throw in the main big bad of the series just very super subtly like that and not the finale and not like a holy shit that's the power broker kind of way yeah um i think this is the character that obviously we'll probably see some more of in episode six in the finale but i think this is a character that's going to be built a lot more off of down the road and in movies and other shows like that something interesting though is that she has before this came out, she's been uh, before this episode came out, she's been rumored to be on the cast of the Black Widow movie. So huh. we could see her in there. Um, yeah, I think she also might have some tie ins to the. Uh, what's it called? The Thunderbolts. OK, um, but yeah, a lot of ways they can go with her. Uh, obviously, I don't know. I just don't think that she's going to go down the Madam Hydra storyline. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, the only reason I said that, you know, the only reason I was saying that was I just that's that's what I was. I was just Googling into it. And that was mm -hmm. what everybody was referring to. Yeah, that's what was, the Internet is saying. And they just kind of jumped to that. It's like, oh, oh, she's she's this. She's this. She's this. Yeah, absolutely. Just pretty similar to how, like, oh, my God, there was an M in uh, WandaVision. It's Mephisto. <laughs> I wonder who was who was saying all that stuff. That was weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think she's going to be bad in any capacity necessarily. Um, what her intentions are, I really don't know yet. I couldn't tell you. We didn't get right. We didn't get. It was too brief of a meeting, uh, and to kind of to do anything. So, or to yep. get any to get any basis of knowledge off of and he she hands uh you know john's wife a card and there's nothing on the card so yeah that's very like joker-esque yeah absolutely what so what do you make of that um is, i mean there... i think it adds to her character of like she's always in the background kind of watching like you don't know who she is or where she is but she knows you type of thing absolutely. like similar to how she was like oh yeah i know you took the serum it's like what the fuck? Like yeah, what exactly? How? Well, yeah. and it's funny because nobody really knows other than you know Sam and Bucky. I guess now that they've right. fought and him. apparently her. Yeah, and apparently her. So how how in God's name did she find that information out? <laughs> right, right. She was just like a fly on the wall or something, and yeah, exactly. you know maybe the fly on the wall. Mephisto first appears in the comics as a fly, so maybe she's Mephisto. Oh, maybe she's Mephisto. <laughs> not, not enough people are talking about it. 
Hey, you know, I haven't seen that one on uh, online at all, at all. So, you know, you, you might be the first one onto this. So let's do some research on that this week and we will, uh, we'll figure something out there. Well, I guess we'll find out Friday. (laughs) All Uh, right. So, uh, so yeah, we go uh, from there. Basically it's Sam trying to work out with the shield, right? I mean, that's kind of the end, Mm -hmm. the end of the episode is, uh, almost a couple, couple things after. Okay. But. So yeah. Oh well, yeah. There's, there is, yeah, there's a couple things after that, but it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of rapid. Well, actually up. before that, before that, oh, go ahead. I mean, um, we get Sharon Carter right. acting sus as hell. What is she doing? Is she acting sus she, or she is back she... like a leaper? She's, Ex- she's giving weapons to the flag smashers. <laughs> what the hell Sharon? Well, well, I mean, Yeah. Yeah, it's well, but that's that's more evidence into kind of our theory last week or your theory last week that maybe she is the power broker. Maybe she really knows yeah, no I don't allegiance. She, she doesn't owe allegiance I, to anybody, you know? Right. I think she's working for the power broker, though. I don't think she is because of how boots on the ground she is. True. Um, but in the scene where she calls Batrack the Leaper, we learn that she's the one that hired him to do the job in episode one in the helicopter fight scene. Yeah. So she's obviously up to some shady stuff. Uh, she's calling him now uh, to get, uh, to get weapons to the flag smashers to help their attack on, on New York. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I think Man. she works with the power broker. Um, I know I mentioned in the other episode when we talked about it, I think she could still be doing some double crossing type stuff here. Yeah. Like similar to how, Nick Fury hired Batrock the Leaper to hijack that ship in uh, in Winter Soldier just so his team could go in and clear it out. Um, yeah, absolutely. So there could I mean, be it, some like, double so yeah. crossing so going she's, on. She's definitely been doing work in the background. So I agree. You know, she could be she could be doing some double crossing. So she that could have been breadcrumbs down the right. wrong trail. That I mean, you know, that they're might showing even work with. She might even work with Allegra, honestly, and maybe yeah, I, maybe Allegra found out that. John has the serum. Yeah, I, yeah, ab- absolutely. So you know, and so that that could have been uh, you know them sprinkling little breadcrumbs down the wrong trail, and showing her kind of working for you know the flag smashers and getting weapons to the flag smashers. So that could have been you know it could have just been a a, a false flag, but in reality right. yeah. she's doing it so that you know she she can still maintain her double double crossing status, and that was her doing some good old fashioned double crossing. Um, I love a double cross. <laughs> it's, it's, every time. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's. I mean, let's keep keep it rolling. What's next? What What do we got next? Yeah. So yeah, that was just like a big kind of important part because she's almost setting Sam up to get killed. But right. I mean, but that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, and then after that, we do see the training montage of Sam alone, not being able to catch the shield, which is kind of weird because we've seen it catch him catch it a million times, and right. I guess he just forgot when he's alone. Uh, maybe he just performs well under pressure. I don't know. It was a little interesting to me that he couldn't catch it, <laughs> but yeah, then I, I, that, I was kind of, I was kind of questioning myself. Yeah, that, that was a little bizarre. Um, a little bit of a plot hole. They could have just shown him like catching it a bunch of times or like getting better at catching it. Uh, I don't know. I'm just nitpicking, but well, no, yeah, after but that, I mean... it moved to, to the news scene of him seeing the, the things that are about to happen in New York. And then he opens up up the briefcase from Wakanda. 
Right, right, right. So yeah, he see uh uh you know his his intel his intel operative is kind of is letting him know, hey man, uh we've got our first uh pinging of the flag smashers uh in America and they're in you know New York City and we see um oh the leaper um um why can't I pronounce his name? Can you pronounce it? Huh? Batrock. Batrock? Yeah. Okay, so so we, we you know we see him meet up with the flag smashers and um he appears to give them the weapons that Sharon um Sharon had sold to them or sent to them. Um and his his allegiance isn't necessarily to the flag smashers either. He he's nope. just he just wants to kill Falcon. Exactly. And he mentions that. He says, I don't, he says, I don't give a shit about your little revolution. You know, I'm just here to kill the Falcon. So what's yep. his beef with the Falcon necessarily? I know that he kind of made him look I mean, dumb in episode one. I get that. You yeah, know. I think that's just it. I think, oh, this you guy think just that's grudges. just it. Yeah, he just had he just holds grudges, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah no kidding i mean i mean falcon really didn't do that much to him but i mean you know maybe I know. hey like, i want to fight and like he got away so like i don't know like he should be happy i guess i don't know why he's so pissed like yeah he could be like i want oh, well, i think he's pissed because like he, he like all his crew died that's true, that's he, true. he did he mention that on really call. he's like i like literally my entire crew got killed <laughs> well you know yeah he, he lost some good men that day you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean <laughs> hey those were his friends come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. uh you know and i i think that's that's there's another interesting you know we've got another interesting facet to think things you know we've mm-hmm. got a fucking ninth anti or we've got a ninth antagonist so um, yeah, you know, the show it, might be the record for the most antagonists slash anti-heroes <laughs> of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, we get to the you know, we get to the point where Sam is seeing all of this. And then finally he opens up the brief briefcase and I kept mm-hmm. I'm sitting there yelling at my TV. Come on, show it. Just show it. Just show it. And, you know, the back of my mind, everybody knew they're obviously not going to show that shit. I know. You know I know. They, they I was running. I was watching with Brennan and we both just yelled, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Come on. Well, and then however, (laughs) I mean, they're not losing anything by showing us the damn suit already. Jesus. I know. If they show me the suit this week, I'm still going to watch next week. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to keep me from watching it. God damn it. Um, Right. There's still all these questions I need answered. However, 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 with the cliffhanger, we got our very first post-credit scene of this yeah. of this series. Um, we know WandaVision relied heavy on these post-credit scenes and um, gave you kind of some Easter eggs, not Easter eggs or some hints, foreshadowing and stuff like that. Yeah. So go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and run us through it. What do we got? Yeah. So we open up the post-credit scene with the very familiar Marvel sound of of a hammer hammering onto some metal. Uh, This is the first time that we see it being done in an evil instance. Typically this is our opening to Tony Stark. Unfortunately, it wasn't him this time. It was John Walker. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Uh, So he's making his own captain America shield. uh, Not out of vibranium. Obviously he's making some, some just a regular metal shield, I guess. Uh, He actually takes his medal of his medals of honor 
and melts them down and uses them in the shield. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how strong the shield is, but we see him making it, painting it. Uh, I assume this is where we're going to get uh, the U.S. agent uh, suit that we see in the comics a lot, where yeah. it's just black. Uh, his suit was blue in the show, so I'm, I'm assuming he's going to show up in a black suit um, in the finale. Uh, and that's really it. It's just him putting his shield together, painting it, uh, stuff like that. So it'll be interesting um, so to ahead. see what he's going to do because he obviously still thinks that he's Captain America. And honestly, this scene, this post credit scene, you got to think like this dude is nuts. Like he thinks he's Captain America so much that he decided, okay, I'm going to make my own suit. Like literally this guy's just doing cosplay at this point. Super soldier cosplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, he has superpowers now, but he's yeah. So, so let's talk about U.S. Agent. Who is he? You know, what is he in the comics? To is he bad? Is he good? Could he be bad? Could he be good? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah. So, like I mentioned before about the whole Thunderbolts thing, there's a huge, huge tie in here. Uh, U.S. Agent. Uh, I mentioned before, he's just a very aggressive version of Captain America. Uh, there's a point where in the comics, Steve retires and then they bring in John Walker to be Captain America. He actually gets his powers from the power broker in the comics. Uh, in this show, he did indirectly because the power broker made the serum. Carly stole the serum. He found the serum and took it. So it's pretty, pretty much a uh, similar storyline. Uh, but in the comics, Steve actually... Uh, sees how bad of a guy this is and in the comics he's also very quick to aggression and very aggressive and violent with things steve comes back and takes the shield back and then he becomes u.s agent pretty much an anti-hero he works with the thunderbolts uh again like that that uh secretary of state ross controlled group of enhanced people zemo's in there as well in the comics so they're really setting that up a lot in this show uh, I think we're going to see him come in and I think same intentions in the finale. Like I think in his head, his intentions are just kill Carly Yeah. Uh, at this point. Bucky I don't know if he's going to try and go after Sam and Bucky uh, like, like firsthand. Like I think they'll probably try and stop him and he'll obviously fight them off. Um, but yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Episode six, it's going to have a lot of questions to answer. What's Sharon doing? Uh, the Flag Smashers are going to have their attack on New York. We're going to see Batrock versus Falcon. Bucky's obviously going to, one, have to make amends to, uh, I forget his name, but the the older man whose son that he killed. Uh, he's obviously going to come in the final fight. John Walker is going to be trying to kill Carly, who's going to be trying to fight off Sam and Bucky, who's also going to be busy fighting Batrock. Uh, are we going to find out who the power broker is? Like. <laughs> There's a ton coming. Zemo's hanging out with the Wakandans, you know, the Wakandan <laughs> yeah. sworn Zemo's, enemy. Yeah, Zemo's chilling on the raft. <laughs> well, you're going to be watching with some popcorn. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And hell, who knows? They might come in and hang out. You know what? Why not? Let's add to the party. There's, you know, we've already got all these damn people, so let's just let's just right. make it a make it a big party, you know, rather than just right. rather than 20 people, let's make it 24, who cares? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's so many questions that still need to be wrapped up. And I think we are going to wrap up a lot of them. I think there's still going to be a lot left unanswered. Uh, there's probably even going to be more questions that come up, but those will be answered later on or in future movies. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, honestly, have a, yeah, go I have ahead. a feeling it's going to be a long episode and it's going to be fast. Mm -hmm. 
I don't really oh, know yeah. if they have a choice outside of that. It's got to be. It's going to have to be packed full of information. Yeah, definitely. Disney's not, been be... one, Disney's not been one to, at least yet, Disney has not been one to leave the fans hungry, you know, similar to how, you know, let's just throw Game of Thrones out there. Um, Disney, or Disney hasn't been one to do what Game of Thrones did. And I don't mean to jinx them, but we all know that season eight of Game of Thrones was terrible and everybody hated it. And it was just a big giant money show. It was just mm-hmm. how much money. It was a let's pull up the check. Yeah, exactly. How much, here's the checkbook. How much money is this episode going to cost me? We don't care. Um, right. And and Disney's kind of doing that, but in the best way possible. They're throwing right. They're still money telling money. an awesome story. Yeah, exactly. And, they, and, you know, they're still sticking to like, you know, like you just said, they're still sticking to the storytelling of things. They're sticking to the lore. They're making sure that things are still somewhat comic book accurate. It's hard to kind of go with comic book accurate, especially in the MCU when there's so many different spinoffs and so many different this, mm-hmm. that, and the others. In well, the that, honestly, I think that makes it easier to stay comic accurate. Like Absolutely. in the sense that you don't have to stick to one comic storyline story and, and make a show or movie like, panel by panel well, you can yeah. take all these different sources and make a new story out of it which is what they do and they obviously as we've seen uh the past several years have done an amazing job of doing that knocked it out of the park absolutely knocked it out of the park and and you know and in game of thrones defense they had you know they had a book well not for the eighth season maybe that's why the eighth season sucked that's a lot of the speculation but um, you know, they had to, that show had to stick to a book. There was a written script and they had to be very, very careful as to not tread on. Um, they changed some things, obviously, as most book adaptation, movie adaptations of books and novels do. Um, but Marvel doesn't necessarily have to do that. They have to follow a certain set storyline somewhat, but they can put their own spin on it and they have, you know, like we've, like we've been saying, they've, they've knocked it out of the park here truly. And I would never have expected Disney to do this well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm incredibly happy with how the shows are turning out and <laughs> we're finally at the point where guess what this one ends. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll get something else that's new. Uh, after this, it's going to be the bad batch. So, I mean, we'll get a break from Marvel after two shows back to back. We'll get a new star wars show which will be cool um yeah man i am i'm stoked about that i'm pumped for episode six i honestly we'll probably get two post-credit scenes so like a mid-credit scene and then a post-credit scene and i'm i'm pumped to see what they do with that are they gonna dabble into some more wakanda stuff are they gonna do like a big uh post-credit scene that sets up any more thunderbolt things i i honestly have no idea it'll it'll be interesting well and and this 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 whole show has turned way more into a Black Panther 2 um, setup show than I ever would have even thought it would. And oh just, my gosh, I know. I had no idea. I had no idea it was going to be this this Wakanda heavy. But I love it. And, you know, it made me watch Black Panther again. And, you know, it made me re-fall in love with the whole story of Wakanda. And, you right. know, so, yeah. And, right. and, and, that's and the that's amazing they, thing about these is, like, you're watching the show and you'll get these these nods and these these pulls from other movies or other stories that the that they've told, and it's like, oh man, I should I I want to watch that one again, yeah. <laughs> and it just well, makes you want to go back and watch the other movies and stuff. It's like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie or meme where he's like pointing at the where screen. Where he's pointing you know? at the screen. 
<laughs> you know, it's like that's that's every Marvel, even even avid fans like myself were like, oh, shit, I know that, you know, it's like that mm-hmm. was in this movie, you know, when they were doing this. And it's so crazy how how they have been able to turn. I would even still consider myself, even though I'm on a you know, I co-host a podcast about Marvel, I would still consider myself somewhat of a casual fan. But still, yeah, you're representing the people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, you know, I I like to consider that's a good that's a good way to put it. I consider myself a representative of people. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, they've done such a good job with that. It's like I can, you know, they make it possible for people like you and what I'm starting to get into. You notice those Easter eggs and you notice those very small things, and you're like, wait a minute, I've seen this before. And mm-hmm. you know you can do it on so many different levels. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, and I, they right. did a great job. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I have, I have a ballsy uh, out in left field prediction for the post credit scene for one of the post credit scenes. I'm so I think, I think that since the Black Widow movie has been so delayed and that they pulled this, uh, if it's true that Julia Louise uh, Dreyfus, the one that's playing Allegra, if if she's actually in the um, Black Widow movie. I wonder if they readjusted one of the post-credit scenes to help set up that movie. Since huh. I know timeline, I know timeline-wise, that movie's gonna be before this because right. that movie's gonna be between Civil War and Infinity War. But I wonder if they do something that has some sort of tie to it in the post. Interesting call. I yeah. love it. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that you. Would, that'd be super awesome. I would love to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's their next, uh, well, that's their second next Marvel project that's coming out. The next one's Loki, but that would be the next movie. I mean, obviously it's the next movie, but after Loki, that movie's coming out. So I, I wonder so. if they'll do something just to, and it doesn't even have to be like in timeline order. We've seen them do that where post credit scenes will take place before the movie actually happen to set up another movie. Uh, so it'll be interesting if they do that just to build more hype for that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm so excited for this next episode. I don't know if I've ever been, been this excited for a season finale, truly. Um, yeah. These are some of my favorite characters. Uh, Bucky, the winter soldier, one of my favorite, uh, villains turned anti-hero turned hero. Uh, his story, his character arc has been incredible through the movies and this show. So, I mean, he's he's definitely one of my favorite characters now. I yeah. mean, he was going into it, and I like him even more now. Well, we're still an so. anti-John Walker podcast. I mean, that's that's just just oh yeah naturally. However, things could change. Things could change around here next week, and I I'm <laughs> kind of sticking with you. I think things are going to change around here, and they are starting to change because we we got a look into the fact that. That Bucky. Oh, I think. Well, I think the next episode is going to make John Walker a full-on bad guy. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Okay, cool. I like the bad guys yeah. though. I root for the. I, oh, no. you know, Marvel has such a cool, likable bad guys. That's the Absolutely. problem. So does Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, I, I'm, that's cool. I'm always. Like, I'm, a, I'm a Boba Fett fan. I love Boba Fett. Because he's just fucking cool. I'm a huge. He's just out there trying to make a living. Absolutely. He's trying to make a living, and if he has to kill some stupid Jedi along the way, who fucking cares? 
know? <laughs> exactly. He's like he's just a simple man trying to make his way through the galaxy. Yeah, Boba Fett's not necessarily a villain, I guess. He's an anti-hero for sure. But, you know, I would definitely watch a whole movie based on him and I'd root for him the whole time. Um, yeah. And I literally counting down the days until the book of Boba Fett comes out. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. God forbid. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's really that's all I got. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Anything else? No, no, guess? that's it. Uh, I think I think it's pretty clear that we're both pretty excited for this uh, for this finale here, as are a lot of people, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. But as for the episode, that's it. Like that wraps it up. I mean, there's so many questions that are going to get answered. There's so many new things that we're going to see. And honestly, I'm I'm so excited for what's going to happen. But I, honestly, I'm just as excited for the post credit scenes. So. <laughs> I, I just are, can't wait. We're sluts for post-credit scenes, you and I both. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the most fun. Um, so, yeah, with that, we'll go ahead and start wrapping up then. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we really appreciate you all, you know, all however many there are of you. We really appreciate you guys. We really appreciate you sticking around, listening to, you know, me and, me and uh, Tommy I sit here and nerd out for an hour or so. And we really appreciate you guys being here. Um, even if you aren't, even if there are no listeners to this podcast, Tommy and I just like to talk to each other about this shit. So we're not going to stop anytime soon. Um, nope. So that being said, if you're still listening, if you stuck around with us this long, uh, reach out to us on our socials, hit us up. Uh, new underscore era underscore nerds on TikTok. Uh, Tommy loves to post a lot of content. He's got some fire memes, some fire videos. Uh, go give him a shout. Uh, that's where the Star Wars uh, Lego sets are posted. So if you want to go check, check those out, uh, head over to TikTok um, and on Twitter and Instagram, uh, new era nerds pod. I haven't been as active on Twitter, uh, but that's just because Twitter's a hard place to get a, uh, get a following, but I will be more active. We will be posting the episodes to Twitter. Um, so yeah, hit us up on there, new era nerds pod. And um, thanks for listening so much, Tommy. I uh, love you, buddy. Hey, love you too.